walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life
heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory.
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Um, and you still keep me in prayer for my husband and I? Certainly will. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Good Wednesday morning. to you. You too. Good to hear your sound. I love you. Oh, thank you so much. I love you too. So sweet. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hello, it's Roxy. Oh, excuse me, my thought, but yeah, ain't she the best? I love her so much. Hello, yes, Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Good morning, Moxie, and happy Wednesday to you. You too. Yes, I love Yvonne too. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. Oh, I'm sorry. I was speaking over you. Who was that? Oh, sorry. This is Yvette Marquette. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Yvette. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, JC. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Good morning, JC, and happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on call. Happy Wednesday. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday to you. Same to you. And Happy New Year. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Vivi. Good morning. Happy New Year. It's Didi. I love you. Good morning, Dee Dee. Happy New Year to you and happy Wednesday. Love you right back. Hey, I almost uh, called you Christmas because I went to the Niner game and I said, I better call one of my sisters. You are Mona, Monita, Mo, Mo, you know, Mo, you know what I'm talking about, to Mo, pray. Yeah. You, you know what happened. Moni in the middle on the train <laughs> back with them Raven fans. I was like, I need my sisters. Okay, going on mute. I love you. <laughs> I was at the game. I wish I could have hugged you. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is dedicated to me. So thankful to be on the call. 
Good morning, dedicated Denise. Happy Wednesday to you. Good to hear yourself. Thank you. Good to hear you too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. Sweet Simone. Uh, can you repeat your name? I'm sorry. It's Sweet Simone. Oh, good morning, Sweet Simone. Happy Wednesday to you. <laughs> happy Wednesday to you and Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Good to hear yourself. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, Declare Victory. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Rochelle. Good to hear you sound swell. Have a super amazing day. Thank you so much. You do the same. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the host? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please take a look at your phone and place it on mute. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to join us during the month of January, where our monthly theme is entitled Repentance. Each declarer will focus on the necessity and value of a lifestyle of repentance and its impact on the advancement of the kingdom of God. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing in the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declare victory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have one spoken prayer request, and that's from Susie, and she's asking for us to continue to pray for uh, herself and for her husband, Rick. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments hosted by the Declare. 
The scripture for today is from Isaiah chapter 15, verse 13. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you this morning with gratitude. Hallelujah. And thankful for an opportunity to see the dawning of a new day. God, we thank you for how you watched over us last night. You kept us all through the night as we slept. God, we thank you for how we laid down and had rest. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for how we woke up this morning touched by your finger of love with a portion of our health and strength and activities of our limbs. God, but most importantly, you woke us up with a mind to serve you. So, Father, this morning, before we do anything, before we ask you for anything, before we seek out, explore, pursue anything, God, we make it an intentional point to stop and to give you the first fruits of the day, recognizing, God, that there were some that had plans for this morning. God, there were some, God, that had even appointments. God, they had intentions for this day, but they didn't wake up this morning. And God, we don't take it for granted. We realize that it was not any goodness of our own, but God, it was only your grace and your mercy that has allowed us to see today. So we slow ourselves down, God, just to say thank you, to sit in your sovereignty, to recognize that you are the all-sufficient one, the creator of the entire universe, God, and you're mindful of us. What a big deal. Creator of the entire universe, and you're mindful of each and every one of us. So, God, this morning, before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. We thank you for Um, crossing over into this new year. We thank you for opportunity to serve you, to seek you more, to get closer to you, to pursue righteousness and holiness. God, we thank you for opportunities to align ourselves with your will, God, to surrender our will in exchange for yours. God, we thank you for grace and mercy that has not run out, God, time after time when we've run out. We thank you, God, that your blood still works. It continues to cover us. Even as we sin less, God, we thank you that we'll never be sinless, but God, your blood covers us. And we thank you for your righteousness that clothes us. God, we just thank you because you have taken care of everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. Father, we come to you this morning, God, on behalf of those that are in need of prayer. God, we lift up the prayer request that has been spoken this morning. God, we lift up the prayer requests that have gone unspoken. We lift up Susie to you, thanking you for her life. God, we thank you for um, just blessing her, God, day by day. We thank you, God, day by day. We lift Susie up and we bless you for her presence, God. We thank you for even for the reminder to pray for our neighbor, to pray for those that are among us, God, that may never even ask for prayer. God, we lift up that person that is so far in the background, they feel unseen, they feel unheard. God, we lift them up to you, and God, we worship you for even their heart 
to serve you, God, today. We thank you for those that are um, in the hospital, God, those that are on the sick and shut-in list, God, those that um, are recovering from emotional fatigue, emotional hangovers after the holidays, God, those who um, sat with disappointment, they sat with um, broken hearts over the holidays for a myriad of reasons. God, we thank you that even they have a will to live on this morning. And God, we thank you that you can make all things new. And so, God, we lift up you, God. We lift up you in even those circumstances, those that are sitting in bereavement, those that lost people during the holidays. God, this is very difficult. We lift up Pastor and Foster and Inez Foster to you, God. We lift up Bahati Worley to you, God, all of the people that had significant loss during the holidays. Father, the names that I don't even know to call, but the names that are coming to the minds of even those that are under the sound of my voice. God, we lift up our family and our friends to you, asking you to do what only you can do, and that's to be peace and comfort in the midst of sorrow and grief. God, we thank you, God, for just your mercy and your grace. Hallelujah. Losing someone is such a difficult difficult thing. Even though we know we have to go that way, it doesn't make it any easier. But we thank you, God, that we have you and that you are a comforter. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that is with us and wherever we go. And so, God, we even trust our grief to you. Hallelujah. Some of us are on the call this morning and we're bringing uh, uh, the sacrifice of a broken heart. And God, we thank you even for that. We lift that up to you, knowing that you are the mender of broken hearts. God, you make hearts new, God. And so we just thank you for as they went, they were healed. And so we thank you even for the desire and the intention to put one foot in front of the other and to trust you with the process and the journey on this morning. Father, we thank you for children that are at home, still on break. God, we thank you um, that they will be safe, that they will be fed, that they will be loved, that they will be nurtured. Father, we lift up children to you, God, as our generation that is to come. Father, we pray your protection. We pray your anointing. We pray your will over their lives. Father, we thank you for all of the children that's represented on this call, those that are adults, those that are underage. God, we thank you for our legacy and our inheritance. God, we thank you for how you're giving us a mind to even turn them over to you, God. We thank you that they will be a godly generation, that their lives will align with your will, God, even as we set forth to break curses, to legislate on their behalf. We thank you that even the ones that we'll never meet, God, children in the fourth and fifth generation will call you holy, and most of all, they'll call you Lord. So, Father, as we get ready to uh, pursue the day, as we get ready to go into the marketplace, or as we get ready to interact with people, it is my prayer that people will see our light and that it will shine before men, that they will see it and that they will give you glory, God, but most importantly, that they will see it and that they will inquire. What must they do huh, to have light? What must they do to be salt and God, I thank you that when the question arises, we'll be ready, we'll have an answer, and we'll be able to lead them directly to you, God. And so I thank you for an opportunity to witness. I thank you for an opportunity to love on someone. I thank you for opportunities to be the Jesus, God, that someone may never see. God, I thank you for traveling grace and mercy that will cover us. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. How you'll keep us safe from hurt, harm, and danger, from mayhem, and from foolishness. I thank you for the angels that you'll give to encamp round about us. God, I 
thank you that your will will be done on today. We thank you that whatever happens, we'll give you the glory, God. We thank you for self-regulation. We thank you for self-control. We thank you for discipleship. We thank you for all of the lessons that we learned in 2023 that's going to bless the lives of our others in 2024. God, we thank you that you're an intentional God. And God, we thank you for the setup. We thank you for what is to come. So as we get ready to take our phones off from you, God, we do so with joy and enthusiasm because we realize you hear us when we pray. So, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah for all of those that don't know you, but that's going to come to know you in the pardon of your sins. God, we thank you that your word says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. We look forward to the day when you are lifted up all over this sinful world. We thank you, God. Hallelujah that you will be Lord, crown, Lord of all. Hallelujah by the sinful world. God, we Hallelujah. You have been good in areas that we didn't even know we needed goodness. And God, we thank you for how you take the time to reveal in us areas of weakness, areas of growth. God, we thank you for how you send help us to come and help us along this journey. We thank you for kingdom relationships. God, we thank you for agape love. We thank you for how you're planting us, God. For how you're watering us and how you're rooting us, God. We thank you that the enemy did not sit us through in 2023. We thank you that the enemy did not sift us, God. We thank you that our faith did not fail us, God. We thank you that we saw your word come alive, God. We thank you for every time we stood still and saw the salvation of God. We thank you for every time we stood still and you lifted up a standard against the enemy. God, we thank you for every fear we faced. We thank you for every battle that was conquered and won on our behalf. We thank you how you continue to fight for us, God. We thank you for all the victories that you won, God, you have been so, so good. God, we thank you. Hallelujah for every time you performed as a bridge over troubled water. God, we thank you for every time you roared as a lion of Judah in our life. God, we thank you for every time you gave us morning. You gave us dancing for morning. God, you gave us garments of praise when we had spirits of heaviness. God, you said good to us, God, and we thank you. Hallelujah. We find no fault in you. God, we find no failure in you. God, there's nothing that we can say against you. You are who you say you are. You are who you say you are. And you are a good, good we thank you, God, that your word stands assured on this morning. We thank you that your reputation is intact. God, we thank you that at this time we have nothing but good things to say. We speak well of you, God. We speak well of you, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness. God, we bless you for your mercy. We bless you for your grace. God, we thank you. We thank you. 
we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you're mindful of us. We thank you, God, that you call us friends. God, we thank you for how you sacrifice for us daily, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you see all and that you know all. We thank you for every right that you have, every wrong that you righted on our behalf. God, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you for what you've done, God. We bless you for what you're doing, God. We bless you for what's to come. So, God, as we look forward to receiving from your table this morning, we thank you for the word that is to come, God. We say, bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed us till we want no more. So as we get ready to receive of your word today, we lift up the declare to you. We thank you in advance for how you poured into her this morning, for how you prepared her to feed us this morning. And God, it is our prayer that you will give back to her all that she's going to pour out to us, that you would make her tongue the pen of the ready writer, spirit of the living God, fall fresh. Open the eyes of our hearts so that we can see you open up our ears so that we become not only hearers, but we become doers of your word, God. Direct us. Be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. These blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name. Be on our path to call to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Wednesday, family. Uh, Really quickly, before I do anything else, I just want to make sure that my sound quality is uh, acceptable. We can hear you and you sound good. All right, perfecto. Again, grand morning to each of you. Thank you, Valuable, for uh, your... Ten consistent years, well, at least eight or nine. (laughs) I'm not positive how long, but I am grateful for you, for um, just your commitment, uh, your consistency, and I thank you, um, Sabrina, for uh, walking us right into the throne room this morning, and for each of you, my siblings and faith, for joining us corporately. Uh, as we continue to legislate on behalf of ourselves, our family, friends, and loved ones, I pray that this morning finds you in great spaces uh, with a heart prepared um, to be corrected, with a heart prepared uh, to seek the face of God uh, with everything that you are, that you might see his face one day. We're not looking for his hand this morning. Uh, we are definitely looking for his heart. It is Wednesday, y'all. You know it's my favorite day of the week. It's the day uh, that I get to to open up my mouth and declare the works of he who sent me. But more importantly, it's a day uh, and the very first Wednesday of 2024. Uh, And we are fasting today. For some of you, I've been um, in a place of consecration for a couple of days now. Um, and this is my second. I ended the year and I wanted to begin it as well. So I want to extend the invitation, uh, to you to join us today in fasting. It's just from six to six. It's not 10 days. It's just Wednesday. 
Um, and we do that in an effort to develop the discipline uh, of being disciplined. How about that? The discipline of making the sacrifice and uh, the sacrifice of seeking humility, right? The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. We prefer to humble ourselves as opposed to be humbled. So I wanted to invite you to join us this morning as we go into um, fasting and prayer for today. Again, we have literally four days um, before the sales in for seating for the gala. Uh, and on the seventh day, um, I'll send all the final information to the caterer and to the decorator and the person that's doing the party favors and so on and so forth. So make sure, and not on the 8th, not on the 9th, not on the 10th, but on the 7th is the final day. Uh, we just want to make sure that everything uh, and everyone is accommodated effectively. I am beyond excited. Um, I am looking forward to the word that will be released um, during this event. Sometimes you just need to be in the atmosphere. And um, I'm really grateful for Bishop Ross that is coming. Um, and that following day, which is my actual birthday, we'll be having a gathering in the city of Vallejo at 6 p.m. Um, I promise you, I, I wouldn't invite you to something uh, that that not only doesn't make my heart smile, but I look forward to what the word of the Lord is for um, many of the individuals that'll be there. And so I just wanted to remind you of that. Um, I don't often ask, but I would ask that you extend the invitation just by sharing, tagging, inviting a friend uh, for the January 14th event, I promise you, it's going to bless you. That being said, listen, uh, uh, Monday began our, um, Monday opened the door to begin the conversation that I believe in this hour, because of how critical it is, is not only necessary, um, but I felt a mandate to have this difficult dialogue as um, the times are crucial, as atmospheres uh, lack integrity and character. And the reality is that people live life according to cultural norms and there's a level of comfort that I think we all kind of get to, um, not intentionally, uh, but I, I believe that the enemies whole goal is to really kind of lull us to sleep. And I, I said this on Monday, um, but today we're going to go a little bit deeper into the dialogue. And we're going to even go through some processes of some prayers, and I'll share them with you. I shared that I would have a document available uh, for those that are interested. And I'll also give you a reference. Um, for those of you that are interested in um, perhaps acquiring one of the books that I use, I deal with a lot of uh, different deliverance manuals and things of that nature. And we're still talking about repentance. Um, but there, there is a way uh, to do everything. Of course, repentance in and of itself is 
is literally a matter of the heart. Uh, I think more so than anything, until you get to a place where your heart posture is proper, um, really kind of nothing else matters. You could say sorry all day, but until your heart is bent toward um, the change or transformation and trajectory, um, it really is kind of like tingling cymbals and sounding brass. And so we want to make sure that you are positioned properly. And so it is It is my pleasure this morning to be able to extend to you some things that may help you get to even a place of godly sorrow, right? So real quick, um, and thank you, Minister Jerry, for yesterday. Yesterday was a powerful share. Um, and uh, <laughs> Minister Jerry, you don't know what kind of impact you had on yesterday, but I'm, I'm grateful that I get uh, first-hand information, testimonies, and things of that nature. Um, and for even the comments and the commentary, uh, we don't just do it because it's part of the routine. We do it because there is something in each and every one of us that carries a sound. Um, you'd be surprised at how your comments, how your questions, um, how some of the things that you ask actually trigger things in other people. Um, I thank God for the pattern that he's given us um, for Declare Victory and how the call itself is managed and maintained. It is not um, just about the formalities from the, from the hosting and greeting and welcoming people, um, not just once, but twice, to um, the having an individual pray and then us join collectively and collaboratively in prayer um, to the declaration, to the love, life, and victory dialogue. Every single component is necessary, and it has been the thing that has sustained this call for the last 10 years. Um, being able to hear people have conversations from a very transparent place, um, people being able to tell their whole entire truth without being judged or condemned for having lived. And um, in, in many instances, the ignorance of not necessarily knowing what to do, and I'm not calling anyone ignorant or stupid or anything like that. What I'm saying is the word says simply men perish for lack of knowledge. And the truth is you don't know what you don't know until someone tells you uh, something that you did not know, right? And so, um, again, just for context, um, to live repented or repenting or one that repents, right, is to turn from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life, to feel deep regret or chagrin, um, or contrite, to change one's mind. And again, um, true repentance, it involves a heartfelt conviction of sin um, and uh, really contrition over the, the pain that you cause God, right? The offense that you render to God and turning away from that simple way of life and turning towards um, a God-honoring life, a life that honors God. And um, in, in this day and age, and in, in this time where passivity has kind of taken over, um, and, and very unintentionally, we went from probably, for many of us, depending on what 
denominational background you may have. We went from fire and brimstone and everybody's going to hell to this great, great grace um, era where nothing is offensive to God, to prosperity gospel, to new age Christianity, to uh, like there are so many different levels and layers to this. And unfortunately for the majority of us, if you do not live a a consecrated and or a repented life, um, it is very easy to get caught up in mainstream mixes. It is very simple to uh, be dulled by the atmospheres that we traipse. There is, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, a simplicity to becoming uh, not only sidetracked, but literally derailed if, in fact, you don't have anyone, anything, uh, or any type of a solid or sure foundation in the faith. If the only thing that you have to go by is what you've been told by pastors and preachers and leaders, if you don't have anyone that's in your uh, immediate vicinity or your local proximity that will actually um, tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, uh, so now to ex- help me understand this or help me understand that or bring me uh, up to speed. T- tell me what your thoughts are on this. If you don't have um, a, a lifestyle of spending time in God's presence, can I tell y'all something? You in a very dangerous space, um, and this is not. I'm not trying to. I'm not any better than anybody. I promise you, I'm not. I don't have it all together. I promise you, I don't. I don't do everything perfect. I assure you that I have flaws. I don't have uh, everything figured out. I am learning every single day. But let me tell you what I am. I am uh, living a lifestyle of repentance. I know I blow it every day. Some of the stuff I think, some of the stuff I I really want to say, but I know I can't say it. Some of the things today, by the grace of God, because of living a life that's separate um, and having had to spend as much time alone over the last 10 years that I've had to spend, um, I didn't understand it then uh, like I understand it now. I thought it was punishment but it was really preservation for my life. I, I thought that it was unfair um, that everybody, everyone would get to go to the thing and I'd have to look and see the remnants of it on Facebook. Every now and then still, I can only do and go certain places. There are certain atmospheres I can't handle, um, certain places I can't take. And it comes from, for real, living a repented lifestyle and and living um, somewhat of a consecrated life, right? I have spent a lot of time um, initially very unintentionally being separate. (laughs) At first, it was God severing things, right? So we're still talking about repentance, and I promise I'll make all of this make sense. Um, The other day, I was was just kind of scrolling through – Facebook, and I went from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok. I probably spent about 45 minutes doing this, and I I was absolutely overwhelmed and inundated with the negative, nasty uh, rhetoric of today's gossip. And, um, man, 
I know a lot of it has to do with um, algorithms based on what you search or what you look for. But some of these things are so intrusive um, that if you're not paying attention, um, before you know it, you'll get sucked into this hole of information that you didn't necessarily even ask for. And, and not only that you didn't ask for, but it'll start to pull your heart in different directions. If you look at too many Karen videos, you go outside and you're looking at uh, uh, people that are non-pigmented in a very uh, bigoted way. If you hear or see too many fight videos, honey, you, next thing you know, you have all this pent up anger and aggression. If you listening to a whole bunch of cheater videos, next thing you know, you go home, you looking at your husband sideways, right? It, the world is so full of its own antics, right? Understanding that the enemy is the prince of the air. And I promise we're still talking about repentance. Um, and I, I'll make it make sense. But if, if we just be honest today, as opposed to in the early 70s when I was born, uh, where, you know, I was only allowed to watch certain things. If I listened to the radio in the house, I had to sit very close to it because my grandmother didn't believe in listening to worldly music uh, at, at, a, at a high octave. I, I listened to the Williams Brothers and uh, back in the day, Mighty Clouds of Joy when they were young. <laughs> things of that nature, but I wasn't allowed to uh, get certain stuff in me, not just on me, but in me, right? There was a level of innocence that came with um, the lack of technology. There was a level of, of innocence and um, people didn't end up tainted or thrown off. Back in the day, you absolutely couldn't cuss on TV. You most certainly couldn't demonstrate or show nudity. Or You remember back in the day, depending on how old you are, uh, there was a, a, a physical scene, a sexual scene. Your parents would cover your eyes and uh, somebody else would cover your ears. Well, today, listen, we don't we don't have anybody guarding our heart or guarding our ears or guarding our eyes. Our gates are open to everything and we are being filled over and over and over and over again with all of these different ridiculous messages. Now I'm borderline scared to listen to preachers. I'm looking at everybody out the corner of my eye because I don't what what is happening at nighttime? What's happening when ain't nobody watching? What's happening in back rooms and places and alleys that we can't see? And my question to each and every one of us is how much do you spend time with God so that when you hear the voice of perversion, when you hear X, Y, and Z, can you even discern the difference? Do you walk in a room um, and feel when you are out of place or out of position or perhaps this is not a room that you should be in? Those are real questions. And it's really important right up and through here, right? It's really important that you know where you are and what you are dealing with, right? It, it, it's very important that you begin to renew your commitment to your first love. There's Revelations, I believe the second chapter, around about the 10th verse, that talks about us returning to our first love. Rochelle, find that specific scripture for me, please. Um, 
what repentance is, is a commitment to a renewed relationship with God, a walk of obedience to his word and, um, and to right living, right? Even now, this is the Lord's declaration. Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Tear your hearts, not just your clothes, and return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger, abounding in faithful love, and the relents from sending disaster. And he relents from sending disaster, right? Um, There's also a passage of scripture that says, and he will laugh at your calamities. Right. I don't I don't want God to laugh at my calamities. I, I don't want to have calamities. <laughs> How about that? I, I would just I would just like for him uh, to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come on up a little bit higher. And that was uh, Joel 2, 12 and 13. And that was in the uh, Christian standard edition. Right. Um. Here's the thing, the theme of repentance in and of itself, that was Old Testament error, um, but but it still is relevant in today's times, right? But the theme continues in the New Testament, beginning with John the Baptist um, in Matthew around about the third chapter, and I mentioned this on Monday. And when Jesus Christ, and, and with Jesus Christ then also uh, Matthew 4 and 17, both urgently are calling people to repent because the arrival of the kingdom of God is at hand, right? We talk about, um, you hear, um, even in Isaiah 61, go into uh, preach the gospel, right? And so for many people, and, and this may be you, you may be today uh, age when you find out that the gospel is repent, and be baptized, or the kingdom of God is at hand. That's the gospel, right? Jesus is is a, a, a real viable, not just thing, um, but but he's near, right? It, it is our responsibility um, to live a life that preaches, repent, and be baptized, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And you can write those scriptures down. I'm not going to read all of them because I'm more interested in us walking through um, the prayers of repentance, which we'll get to shortly. All right. Um, so for the major- majority of us, there um, is not a constant consciousness of our need to repent. We are so accustomed to living a mediocre, average, mundane life that many things for us go unnoticed. But after a while, you spend enough time in God's presence, what you'll realize is everything is spiritual, not some of it, not a portion of it. We are more spirit than we are natural. But if you are not spiritually aware or awakened, you don't even realize the spiritual activity that transpires around you. You don't even um, hear the still small voice that says, no, don't go left, go right. You, you don't have um, a, a consciousness or an awareness of what it is that God is saying uh, because 
it's, it's not at the forefront of your mind. It, this is not to condemn anybody. This is simply to say, in this hour, we don't have time to be complacent. Right? In this hour, we don't, we don't have time um, to not only not tread heavily, uh, but we, we ought to have some weight to us in the spirit. Right? But how do you do that unless you develop, cultivate, and establish a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Right? First thing you got to do is believe that the Holy Spirit is necessary to live. I, I, I thought that all you had to do was be good. Re- repenting has nothing to do with, quote, unquote, being good. Right? You, you respond with your life by living a holy or a consecrated lifestyle, but it has nothing to do with being good. Being good is a counterpart or a response to um, your heart shifting or changing or being restructured. Right? The, the Greek word for repentance is uh, metamelomia, metamelomia. Right, this word is used in Matthew, the twenty seventh chapter, the third verse, to describe the guilt that Judas felt about betraying God. One of, one of the things that when you start to do um, a study on some of those key Greek um, and Hebrew words, it kind of changes the context and how you look at things. Judas was not repenting um, because he wanted to change his ways. He was repenting because he knew he had done Jesus dirty. He knew he, it was more of a guilt than it was an apology. It was more of a, a frustration that he knew he had blown it than it was about him realigning his life with God. It was kind of like an end of the rope guilt, right? But then there is a second verb and it's called metanoa, which means to change one's mind and purpose as the result after knowledge, which means that once you get a clue, uh, everything shifts in your head. Once you have a revelation of number one, who Jesus sees you as um, and who you are to the body of Christ at large, but more importantly, who you are simply in your skin. There is a knowledge that happens. There is a level of understanding knowing that uh, uh, in all of our getting, we are to get an understanding, right? This verb, um, as it relates to a noun, metatonoia, denotes the true biblical repentance, which is characterized by several different elements. And and let's get into that right before we go into um, a couple of different prayer declarations, and then I'll give you the book reference if, in fact, you are interested in going a little bit further with regard to legislating or repenting on behalf of those in your family, your direct, your uh, maternal and paternal um, lineage for your children and for your grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren. So the first one is true repentance involves a sense of awareness of one's own guilt, sinfulness, and helplessness. And you can use the reference scripture, Psalms 54, four through 10. I'm not going to read them. You read them yourself. I'll say it again. Psalms 51, four through 10. Psalms 109, 21 and 22. So let me say that again. Point number one is true repentance involves a sense of awareness of one's own guilt, sinfulness, and helplessness. Let me, let me harp on this word helplessness. Um, 
for somebody. This may give you a better insight. Um, when when I really started to get to a place where church was at, well, church has never really just been enough for me. I've always been inquisitive. I always wanted to understand. I always needed to know more. You always had to give me answers, and it always got me put out. It got me called all kinds of things because I would never just settle for what it is that somebody said, well, that doesn't make sense to me, and you have to help me understand. And And I'm not trying to be funny, but you need to paint a picture for me black and white. I need, I need, I don't want no gray areas. Don't leave me with guesswork. Just answer my question. And so they were like, well, we don't, we don't ask them kind of questions around here. Well, what am I here for? <laughs> what, what's the point then? Cause yeah, that's slow and I'm not doing that. And I don't care. You call me whatever you like to call me, but I ain't doing that. Right. And so when I think about helplessness, I was like, listen, Lord, I don't know how to do this. And depending on what all is in working in your bloodline, listen, those those ghosts and demons that I talked about on Monday, the things that you fight, and you trying to figure out um, kind of like what Paul said, the good I would, I can't because evil is always present near me. You trying to figure out why in the world can I not break this habit? Why can I not stop doing X, Y, or Z? Why can I not uh, find myself uh, thriving? How come uh, it seems like as soon as it looks like things are about to crest or to break for me, then all of a sudden here comes the entire world falling down on top of my head? How how come uh, I'm living in limitations and lack? Why haven't uh, the gates opened for me so that I would be found and my influence be in a sphere for the people that I'm called to, right? Those are questions that we ask ourselves. But the reality is, if we can acknowledge our helplessness before God, if we can say, God, I suck in this area, I am not good at making decisions, uh, it is one of the key triggers for a transformation in your heart, not just in your life, but it, it must first happen in your heart in order for your mind to adopt it, in order for your mouth to confess it, in order for your life to reflect it. It happens in your heart, then it moves to your mind, then it comes out of your mouth, then it manifests in your life. And that that's just the natural order. That is the process. Those are the basic principles. But you have to get to a place where you can open your mouth and say, listen, I'm helpless. I am. This is my thing, right? This is my, my catch. This is my hitch. And really, um, you know, as a, as a child, uh, we were told to be holy or we were going to hell. Now listen, hell is a real thing. There is a real punishment. But that I don't I don't want to be held together for fear of going to hell. That's listen, that's not a good scare tactic for me. That sounds like a boogeyman God. And he's not that. But he is a just God and judgment is part of the process. Right. So you have to get to a place where you say, Lord, I don't I don't want to experience your wrath. But more than anything, I'm grateful for the abundance of love that you shower me with in spite of this helplessness, in spite of this flawed life that I have lived, in spite of my broken pieces and places. Right. So let me go to number two. Right. True repentance um, apprehends or takes hold of God's mercy in and through Jesus Christ. That's Psalms 51, one, uh, 51 and 1, right? True repentance apprehends or takes hold of God's mercy. We have to know that God is a merciful God. 
if we were to be punished for every single thing that we've done wrong, we would probably be um, looking like roadkill, you know, <laughs> like literally. If he could get us back for all the raggedy stuff that we've done, known and unknown to us, um, we, we would probably look like one of them little squirrels who got caught off guard. <laughs> If if he were uh, to be the great breaker that he is, if he were to be uh, the battle axe that we know him to be, he could chop us up into little bitty pieces for just cause, right? But we thank God for his mercy. Number three, true repentance means a change of attitude and action regarding sin. You got to get to a place where you feel about your foolishness, how God feels about your foolishness. That's not easy. Listen, Lord, I'm ratchet. Right. Listen, Lord, uh, for for folks that smoke blunts all day, every day, you know, you, you get up to a blunt, you go to bed to a blunt and and listen, you you grown, you do whatever you like to do. But let me let me tell you something about an altered state of mind. It makes it very difficult to discern the voice of God. You can't be high all the time, um, be it pills, be it uh, drunk, all, whatever it is, whatever your your thing of choice is, um, what it gets in the way of is you being able to hear clearly. And let me just put it to you like this. What if uh, you you smoke your blunt, um, you know, you're doing your little normal morning routine. For true smokers, they get up to a blunt. I get it. I've, I've been there. I've done that. I used to wake up, roll my blunt, smoke, and start my day. Now, it might be two hours later. I think it's 30 minutes. <laughs> But that was not my case. Um, but but what if something happens in the spirit and because you are so keyed, you don't hear, right? What if Jesus come in the middle of your high? <laughs> now your high go away real, real quick. But the question is, would you even be aware? And this is just me asking a real question because it's par for the course. Right up and through here, where the enemy is doing any and everything he can. If he can, if, if he's not bothering you, if all is going well, if everything is smooth, you are absolutely not a threat. He does not care if you get up in the morning. He does not care where you go or what you do because you're going to be ineffective everywhere you go, right? If he can lull you out of repenting, if he can get you to a place where your sin is just normal lifestyle and living and you fine with it, you good with it, he ain't bothering you at all. Yeah, your money might be a little bit tight, but, you know, you got your health and your strengths and so on and so forth. If he's not bothering you, you are absolutely unimportant to the kingdom of darkness. Do they know your name? That's my question. Right? Um, on the other hand, if you are experiencing a whole bunch of what you feel is spiritual warfare or demonic attacks or things seem like the whole world is crumbling. It feels like God can't stand you. But listen, let me tell you what he's doing. He is kicking you and dragging you into a place of repentance. And the question you'd have to ask yourself is where am I helpless at? Where do I require mercy? Show me the things that I need to beg you for. If every single thing around you is in a whirlwind, listen, somebody loves you deeply. Somebody's been praying for you immensely. Somebody's been chasing down the horns of the altar on your behalf. Be grateful that God would love you enough to allow 
the things that are happening in your life to press you back to uh, your first love, to press you back to the place of repentance, back to the altar. And I'm not saying that God beats you up to get you right, but listen, uh, the Bible says, this is Bible, this is not my opinion, he chastens those he loves. And listen, all kidding to the left, if he hadn't chastened me, I'd still probably just be doing whatever the heaven backwards I want to do. Right? And I'm, I'm grateful for the moments that he would not let me be comfortable in a sin life. I'm thankful for the, the times, even now, as a 51-year-old woman, where, listen, I can go this far, but I can't go that far. Nope, I'm not doing that. I'm scared of that. Um, I've been there already. I've already done that. Okay, let me, let me go back to the um, couple of points, and then we'll go into some of the prayers. And hopefully you can come and listen to the playback or write them down. I did not write all the prayers out, but again, I'll give you this book reference in just a moment, okay? Um, then repentance results in a radical, persistent pursuit of holy living, walking with God in obedience to his commands. right? He said, if you love me, but only if you love me, will you keep my commandments? Second Timothy 2, 19 through 22, or First Peter 1, and 16. Um, and, and then when we get to love, life, and victory, don't ask me for all these scriptures. I promise I'll post the link for this particular document um, on my timeline, and I'll post it right in where you see the flyer for, uh, for today, okay? All right, and that's number four, right? So the, the first one was true repentance involves a sense of awareness of one's own guilt, sinfulness, and helplessness. Number two is true repentance, apprehends or takes hold of God's mercy in Jesus Christ. True repentance means a change of attitude and action regarding sin, hatred of sin, and turns the repented person away from his or her own sin back to God. Right? That's Psalms 19, I mean, 119, 128. Y'all know Psalms 119 is my one. Psalms 119 got a lot of meat in it. I'd read it from beginning to end. Um, during a devotional time, if I were you. Job 45, 5 and 6. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10. Number four is true repentance results in a radical and persistent pursuit of holy living, walking with God in obedience to his commands. Right? The focus of Jesus Christ's mission was to call sinners into repentance. And I've not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. That's according, written according to Luke 5 and 32. His call of absolute surrender goes out to all people. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Listen, I'm not going to hell because I'm too proud to be like, I'm raggedy right here. Right? That's silly. Um, according to Luke 13 and 5, right? His farewell to the disciples, Jesus commanded them uh, that they take his message of repentance and faith to all nations. That's according to Luke 24 and 47. Right. So in essence, um, just as, as I come to a close with this portion, repentance in the Bible involves a complete um, and irrevocable irrevocable, irreversible change of mind, heart, and actions. Repentance recognizes that our sin is offensive to God. He gets tired of us, y'all, right? 
To repent means to make an about face, part direction away from yourself. So selfishness becomes selflessness. Um, but then back to God, from the past to the future, ruled by God's command, acknowledging that the Lord reigns supreme over one's existence. And the truth is, many people want to confess him as God, but not too many people want to declare him Lord. There is an immense difference between him being God. He is God of the universe. He is the maker and creator of all things. But when he becomes Lord of your heart, it means that it is his rule, his reign that governs how your heart operates, right? It dictates the posture of your heart in spite of uh, what may happen. It, it, his love for you, his ability to be trusted, his ability to be dependable, um, relentlessly and recklessly over and over again, we are certain um, that God can be trusted even in hard and turbulent times, right? So let, let's go through, I'm, I want to give you kind of the framework because how many of you know that, that you can be, um, you can have the right intent but not necessarily know how to put or piece things together. The truth is you could pray the right prayer for the wrong reason and then be trying to figure out why it go unanswered. Um, there, there are certain things. I remember one time I got a phone call and then I'll go directly into these prayers. I got a phone call from somebody uh, that at a, at a certain point in time decided that um, we were no longer friends. We never had a conversation. I didn't necessarily know exactly what happened. I had an idea. Um, I said something that was real, um, but it made people uncomfortable, which I have a tendency to do. And instead of um, our friendship being enough for for us to have a conversation about it, the person got offended, cut me off. And so years went by and we didn't really talk. Every now and then they would text me or, you know, shoot me a message because I'm sure there there was a level of something. But, you know, as, as time goes on, depending on what you made of, um, a lot of people cower at approaching a problem. They they don't necessarily. I'm I'm highly confrontational, and I'm highly confrontational because I I believe that it is easier to confront a problem than it is to um, run from one. It is easier to resolve it, and whatever the outcome is, it just kind of is. You know what I mean? Like that. Whatever the consequence of that conversation is, is fine. So anyway, long story short, this person calls me. And somebody that was near and dear to them that they loved was in a crisis. And, um, you know, for some people, you might not have gone. But listen, when you live from repentance, you understand that your life does not belong to you. My, the only obligation that I have is to obey the voice of he who sent me. Right. And I don't have to agree with you. We don't have to be the best of friends. You could have talked about me like 12 dogs. If I have something to do that has to do with the kingdom, I don't care about any of that. And so um, this person was at the end of their rope. They were um, suicidal and, and in the process had sent all their notifications to family, friends and loved ones, declaring that they were going to take their own life. And so I went to the place that they were with this person that had decided that they would cut me off. And, and so I sat there and <laughs> we laughed and we talked 
Um, she cried. And if you know anything about me, laughter is kind of like my, um, my safe place or my go-to. And so I said, well, it's probably a butter knife in there in the kitchen. Now, I know that sounds a little bit cruel, but I, I promise you, it'll all make sense. It may not make sense to you, but I'm grateful for how God uses me and humor um, because the Bible says that laughter is like medicine. And I was like, honey, well, just if you was going to kill yourself, you would have did it already, child. You wouldn't have had all this fanfare we over here. But I'll tell you what. And and instead of being super religious and <laughs> pious and high and mighty, I had a whole conversation and I just began to tell the Lord, um, according to what is written in his word, that that I knew he was a promise keeper. And if you've done this and this and this, I don't remember what prayer I prayed. But let me let me explain. Twenty four hours later, because I understand my legal right, I understand the authority that I stand in. I understand that we were created to occupy and have dominion in less than 24 hours. Everything that that person had been praying, that she, and I remember her saying specifically, I've been begging for the same thing for 10 years. And I was like, oh yeah, right, got it, got it, right? I said, you know, sometimes we can pray um, the right things in the wrong way and get no results. So Within that 24-hour period, um, I remember getting a phone call saying, guess what just happened? <laughs> and all I could do was laugh because I understand that there are, there are certain things, and sometimes God will just use the foolish things to confound the wise, and, and this happened to be one of those things. Do you know that person won't even, ain't never said thank you, and I didn't answer the prayer, <laughs> right? But I didn't have to go. But because of what I'm called to, I don't care if you don't never say thank you. That don't have nothing to do with me. But just know this. At the end of the day, in order for certain things to happen in your life, you've got to know the author and finisher of your faith. It is impossible to beg a God who's been there all the time um, for things that he knows you have need of. We owe God apologies for worrying about how our rent is going to get paid, right? Some of us, he allows us to experience homelessness, and it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he cannot or will not provide. It has everything to do with the fact that he's not Lord. He's just God. <laughs> he, he just God. And you still haven't given him the seat uh, of your will. You have not given him the throne over your heart. And so let, let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to do a couple of these quick prayers and, uh, prayers of repentance that are specific to, for real, the posture of our heart. We got things so twisted, y'all. Um, we complicate something that could be so simple only because of our ignorance. Right. And so, um, some of us are in a place where we are blaming God, right? And so one of these confessions and renunciations or several of them um, are, are very specific to um, your heart posture towards God. How you how you asking a God that you don't trust to do anything for you, a God that you won't obey to do anything for you, Right. So for the person that is still mad at God, and I want us to stay on mute for a moment intentionally, Rochelle, um, you'll, you'll need to say this. And, and you, can, you can say this 
um, in your own time. God, I repent for blaming you. Lord, for the things that you are not responsible for. I recognize this as sin. And I ask you, uh, I ask you to forgive me. The enemy's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And I know what you hate that he has done to my life. I know that you hate what he's done to my life. And I thank you that you love me and that you are setting me free. Right? So for for many of us, we blame God. We are mad at God. We are angry with God. And I think that that's where it begins. You've got to get to a place where um, you change your mind. You, you repent for that thought process. God's love for us is so vicious that he'll stay silent and allow you to attempt to figure it out until you get to a place, number one, of enough humility that you've come to him to begin with. You cannot get an answered prayer from a God you have a grudge against. So I, I'm, I'm going to start there. And then let's do one other one that I think is really pinnacle. And as simple as that sounded, if you pray it in faith, anything we pray in faith, according to uh, Mark, the 11th chapter, the 24th verse, anything we pray and receive with thanksgiving in our heart, we experience. But you got to have the courage to, number one, believe that he is Lord. Believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, according to Matthew 6 and 33. It is our responsibility. It takes faith to have faith. It takes courage to have faith. It takes a changed mind to believe the word of God for your life. And it's imperative that you understand that the posture of your heart is the determining factor to how fast or how slow you receive the truth of God's word. All right, um, Rochelle, you can begin to take people's phones um, off mute. All right, so so don't forget, right? Um, and so for for some of us, we we are struggling with repentance because of um, some of us are are have done and are dealing with, have dealt with some occult practices. There's a level of repentance that we have to have. Some of us have idols that we don't even know. We have altars that have been erected in our hearts and over our thought processes and over our lives. We've taken covenants with false gods. We've created altars, and it, it creates a barrier between God hearing you and not. And I'm just telling you what I'm telling you. You don't have to believe me, but you got to know this word for yourself so that you know that when you repent, you need to know what to repent for. Because if in fact you, you erected altars, if your husband is your God or your children are your God or your money is your God or your house or whatever it is, you better dismantle that altar and you better know that it exists. For some of you, this may be foreign language. You may think I'm a little weird. I don't care. <laughs> I'm telling you what I've seen. I'm telling you what I know, right? I'm telling you what I what I understand to be true. Some of you guys are dealing with um, things based on these altars that you have created, right? These relationships that you have esteemed higher than the relationship that you have with God the Father and with Jesus and him crucified, right? So 
so there are certain renunciations, certain um, repentance levels that you have to go uh, go through and get to, right? So some of you are holding yourself hostage to history, right? And so it, it requires something super simple. Lord, I thank you for forgiving me for all that I've done. I now choose to forgive myself for these things and to release myself into the freedom of my forgiveness right? He who the sun sets free is free indeed. For somebody, maybe you blew it. You blew it to the 10th power. Yeah, you did. You did. You blew it. You blew it to the 10th power. You've been living around here, beating yourself up, right? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We have to accept his forgiveness, and then we have to go through the steps of releasing ourselves to live in the freedom that's already extended from his love. Right, there are levels and layers to this thing. So you'd be mad at God, then you'd be mad at yourself. God forbid the altars that you've erected. Who knows how many things your parents and your grandparents and your great grandparents, uh, you've had to step over generation after generation, uh, after decade after decade. There are so many different things that we hold ourselves hostage by, not even to, because of ignorance. Men perish for lack of knowledge. What you do not know costs you everything. Your ignorance is your responsibility. You have to eradicate that which you are ignorant of, right? And that does not happen Sunday in two hours. That comes from living a disciplined life, a consecrated life. That means if, if I started the conversation with saying I was scrolling through social media and at some point I'm like borderline got sick to myself. I was like, what in the world is all, this is a lot. And we eating this all day, every day. It means that you have to watch over your gates and your portals. That means the, your ear gates, your eye gates, the things that go into you come out of you, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Right. So if you negative Ned, negative Nancy, you may want to take a minute, do a quick survey, and ask the people around you, am I negative Nancy, honey? Am I negative Ned? Right. Am I bitter, Betty? Am I bitter, Bob? Yeah, men get bitter, too. Right there. There are so many levels and layers to this thing. And by all means, um, if you don't hear anything else that I said this morning. My prayer is that the spirit of conviction arise in you so hard that you just begin to, um, it's a perfect time to do it. It's the beginning of the year. Um, you got all of 2024, if the Lord allows you to live, to deal with bitterness and rejection and abandonment and anger and frustration and unforgiveness and um, unanswered prayer. Listen, I want to see prayers answered this year, right? I, I, want, I want my children um, to, to not just be saved, but live a saved, separated, consecrated life. I really, really do. That's, that's really the manifestation I would like to see this year, is my children and my siblings set free and delivered. And all of the young people that I'm connected to, I would like to see um, them live a life that gives glory and honor to God, which means that I have a responsibility of staying in a consecrated, repented place. 
It means that I can't do and you can't do any and everything that everybody else does. It means that you ought to be sensitive enough when you're sitting in a room and you hear something off, that something happened down on the inside of you. The only way that that happens is living from a repentant place, living a repentant lifestyle. That is a decision like everything else. You have to decide that you want his heart more than you would like his hand, right? You have to know him in order to hear him. You have to hear him in order to obey him. You have to obey him in order to experience supernatural power. And I'm believing, declaring, and decreeing that we will live from the supernatural, not for it, in 2024. So that being said, listen, um, there are several different prayers. And again, I will add the link for you to be able to go and get this book online, um, also on my page, as well as in the Victory Room and on the Declare Victory page, um, because there are confessions that you can actually go through. Um, but I dare you for those, and you may have had your, your morning coffee, tea, whatever, you might have had you a bagel or a crumpet, but I'd invite, extend the invitation to each and every person under the sound of my voice to join us today for our fast. Meet us right back here at 5 p.m., and maybe you've never fasted before, right, liquids? If you, if you need to, go get you a Jamba Juice with some protein or something to sustain you um, initially, but today would be a great launch for starting to learn how to separate yourself and come from among them. I listen, I don't want I don't want the world system in me. It's bad enough that I got to live out here in the world and it's going to get on me. There's nothing I can do to keep it from getting on me because it is what it is, but I can absolutely make sure it does not get in me. Right? Be with our now. I I don't I don't know what you just said. Some, somebody having a whole conversation. Can you mute your phone for me, please? Huh? Can who who is this? Can you hear me? Well, maybe I don't know. Okay. All right. So here we are. Um, here we are at the um, the top of the hour. I'm gonna do a mixture of love, life, and victory and hosting and greeting. So what I'll do is I'll open up the floor. It's not super specific. Um, if you just joined the call or you joined the call a little bit late, you didn't get a chance to say good morning, uh, now is a perfect time to do so so that we can greet you effectively. Anybody want to say good morning? Good morning. Peace and love. Hey, peace and love, Renee. Good morning, it's wonderful Wanda. Happy New Year. Good morning, wonderful Wanda. Happy New Year to you too. Good morning, it's pretty Patrice. Happy New Year. Hey, pretty. Happy New Hi. Year. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. I heard like three people. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Jubilant. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Uh-oh. Year. Good morning, Miss B. Happy New Year. Who else was that? Glorious. Morning. Good morning, Glorious. And Krishanda. Good morning. Hey, Krishanda. I thought I heard you. I wasn't positive. Good morning. This is Swanita. Happy hey, New Juanita. Year. 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Yeah, good morning. Thank I'm you. hearing all these wonderful names. This marvelous Marv. Mm. Hey, marvelous Hi. Marv. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. And marvelous, marvelous, you are good. Good morning. Who is that? That's Ashanti. That's my grandbaby. This is valuable. Hey, hey, Ashanti. Oh, hi, Shanti. Good morning. Yay! That just made my whole day. (laughs) Hey, Shanti girl. Hey, man. Listen, we've been through well, a lot of morning. stuff together. Good morning. Hi, Sheena Good Bina. Morning. <laughs> Hi, Good morning, sis. Good morning. Good to hear your voice this morning. Uh-oh, you broke up. Say it again, babe. Happy New Year. Good morning, Magnificent. Hey, Magnificent. Great morning, and thank you for sending me that scripture. Um, um. I had made a, a scripture reference. It, it is Revelations, the second chapter, but you can really start reading at uh, at verse one um, or verse four and five. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Listen, I need my lampstand, y'all. I'm going to need my lampstand. Uh-huh. Thank you, Shell, and thank you, Magnificent, for for sending that to me. I appreciate you. Good I morning. need my lampstand. Good morning, sissy. Baby, 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 you stepped on my toes and my lesson for the morning. It's going to sound like you again, but it's okay. It's going to happen. That's all right. Sound, but, but this is the thing. Sheena, are you on the line still? The Lord just mm-hmm. dropped this in my heart for you. Um, every now and yes, then, well, good. Every now and then, he will give us somebody on the call a name that's associated. With, yeah, about I say that's associated mm-hmm. with someone on the call. And so, what the Lord said mm-hmm. is, your name is shining, Sheena. The enemy has ah. been on your head to yes. dull your light. He has Receive. been on your head to dull yes. your Receive. light. And there is a scripture yeah, that says that we should be like a light that sitteth on the yeah. hill. Yeah. to us, shining Sheena. Yeah. Now, I know your name is Sheena, but we call you uh-huh. Sheena in all That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, Lord. What that is, if you accept and receive that name, when you announce mm-hmm. yourself in the morning, you say, this is shining Sheena. Yep. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm in there. Like yeah, very good, very Thank good, you. very good. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. God be praised this morning. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments. Good morning. Commentary. What are we doing? Good morning, Pastor Dion. Good morning, sunshine. Good to hear your sound this morning. Thank you. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Simone. And hey. Ah, hey there. Um <laughs> I was actually on the road during during your, your declare and um you caught me because I realized that being good was my law. Mm. So how some follow the law and wanna you know, 
think they have to follow follow the law that the old old testament law i had made being good my law mm-hmm. and it it freed me when you said that because i had been being good was 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 my I, that's my that's my ticket i'm i'm good i'm good mm-hmm. and and there's more and so i thank you for the declare thank you for the way you shared it i'm i'm just uh that was that hit me oh. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Good morning, Daddy told DeAndre. Me that. Hey, DeAndre. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Great to hear you this morning. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Anybody? Morning, D. You say, what we doing? Woo, trying my best to live a repented life. Jesus, help me today. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's it's a real thing, and it's not easy, and it's not fun, right? Many are called, but chosen are few. Some of us are chosen to live a separated life. It took me at least forty years to get. Listen, this just you you just not that. You you keep trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You don't fit there. Right. Right. You you don't fit there, and and we have to be okay with fitting out, not fitting in. And sometimes that means, number one, we can't be at the thing. Number two, we can't live. They might be able to get away with that. I could never, ever, ever get away with anything as a kid. So after a while, I just stopped trying. It was certain stuff I just wasn't going to do. No, I'm not going to do that because it will be just my luck. Jackie will show up, and I might not have seen her for two weeks. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that's that's how my luck went. And and it ain't no such thing as luck, but grace. Grace abounds, right? We ought to be grateful for that grace and that mercy. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Hey, D, I just wanted to tap on Simone when she said I'm good. Um, yeah, I'll be good. I'll be good. It's them. It's them that be making me have to repent. <laughs> right, that part. It's everybody else. And and that's that's another part that we got to get together. Listen, you 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 can't keep on acting like it's everybody else. It ain't everybody else. Right. There's that emoji again with my hand on my chest. That part. You pearl clutching. Hey man, anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary. I guess I just want to say thanks again. Another great declaration. Um, I I mean, this stuff hits hard, but I'm telling you, I feel so much joy when God gives us the truth so that we can heal and live that consecrated life. God bless you. Amen. Yep, it's it's a real thing, and it is very helpful. Hey, D. Hey. You can't get an answer <laughs> that part from a God you got a grudge against. Man, right there, I was like, Ooh. Oh, Ooh, yeah, you you ask Jesus. him for something and you won't even talk to him. Who you right, think? right? That's why like somebody and... that did cuss me out come asking me. You think you could, child? If you don't get away from me before, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go to jail and hell simultaneously. Get away from me. No, those altars. No. You said so much. Oh, my God. It's like, and we got to be good. So much stuff that we need to unlearn. We say that all the time in building 
generational things and just, oh, man, it was so good. It's always good. But I thank God that even in this, that's the unanswered prayers. And then, like you said, even now I'm learning, I noticed I'm not going to a lot of stuff I used to because it makes me sad. Like, mm, you know, you get the invitation that back in the day, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Now it's like, no, nah, I'm not, <laughs> not going to be able to do that. Not, yeah. So thank you, sis. I love you to life. This is so good. Right. And I hear, I hear Sheena and, and Brother Dre. Y'all, I'm the other sister. So just get used to me. I'm the one that sings. I can out sing Dion and Tan. Okay, I'm going to mute. <laughs> I'll tell you. know what? <laughs> Go ahead, D. Go ahead, D. No, that wasn't me. That was D. That was DeAndre. Go. No, go I, ahead, just, no I just said. Oh. Love, no, I just said I love the confidence <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the singing. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Amen. I just wanted to say that on the heels of Dee Dee's comment, and I know that we are totally, um, we are totally in the spirit this morning and talking about repentance, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Offer Didi the opportunity to <laughs> repent for for saying that <laughs> for lying. No, no, not for that. For just for the thing. You know, how obviously you need sing. to confess that one though. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We love the Lord and we love Didi with the love of the Lord. Amen. 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 <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Good morning, wonderful. Go ahead, babe. Um, I I, I always get convicted <laughs> when I get on the line. Um, I've been running on self will for about a month, and uh, mm-hmm. I know God's voice like clearly. And from the very beginning, He said, "Don't do it." And I thought about it, and I did it anyway. And I continued to do it. And each time that I attempted to do this thing, it did not work at all. Like, no way, shape, form, or fashion. And I continued to ignore God telling me no. I mean, it was like a boldness no. And um, the other day, I was sitting in my living room. I didn't have no TV on or nothing. I said, okay, God, I said, I know you've been trying to tell me all this time to stop. And so I said, I'm going to stop before something really happens. And I made a decision to stop doing what I was doing. Um, And I, I haven't been on this my first day on the call since the new year. And so when I clicked on the call today and the topic for this month was repentance, it's just like I know that it's like a God shot with me. He he, he speaks to me so clear and vivid and through people and experiences and situations that it's almost scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's all it's scary sometimes. I be like, Whoa. Um mm-hmm. so it's just really, really refreshing. To, to know that I'm I'm on the right track and I'm on the right train. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 
I, I am looking so forward to the 13th, uh, to meeting all you guys and just hugging and loving. Um, and, I, I again, I just want to say thank you that I get the opportunity to get on the call and get fed and, and, and I can be transparent and share what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. I just appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a big deal, and it, it matters. We're, look, w- welcome back. And the, the beautiful thing is, for, for the last 10 years, for the many people that have come and gone, come and gone, um, I'm just grateful to God that this thing lives without me. <laughs> it don't have nothing to do with me. Somebody had back-end information. Honey, if anything ever happened to me, Look, y'all still show up right here because somebody going to be on this phone. And even with little people like little Ashanti being raised up in the admonition of the Lord, listen, generations to follow will be able to call this number or some number and come into the knowledge of Christ and, and build a relationship with Jesus and not with church. It's way bigger than that. Yep, it's way bigger. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, hey, Grace, it's me, Bree Bree. Hi. Hey, Bree Bree. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, siblings. Um, <laughs> like Didi, um, it really struck me really, really hard um, when you brought out the reality that we can't have a grudge against God and expect any of his favor, any of his, you know, anything. And I always like to compare, from my own understanding, our relationship with God to our natural relationship with our parents. And I don't know Mm -hmm. how other people were raised, but I was raised um, that the respect and reverence of our parents was, like, paramount. And I can remember times being upset with my mother, like, angry at her, pissed. But I wouldn't even acknowledge it to myself because I felt like that would be disrespectful to acknowledge that I was upset with her. And so when you said that, I'm wondering, are there any among us that may have a grudge against God, but we buried it so far that we don't even realize we have it and we're acting out of it. Is that possible? Mm -hmm. And so could you speak to that? Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, And see, I think when that was probably one of, um, the primary things that I had to deal with because of how I had to live to survive, right? Before you get to a place of of thriving, um, you live from survival mode. Survival mode almost always causes us to suppress, right? So one of the things that I love about worship is worship brings us to a place where Holy Spirit starts to bring things up and out, right? Mm. And so he sometimes will help us to identify things that we would have otherwise done what what we call pack, right? So I packed a lot of things because I knew that if I pondered on them too hard, we are what we meditate on, right? I knew that it would capsize me. The level of abandonment and rejection that I dealt with as a child um, would be overwhelming to many, right? It would it would technically overtake you, and so 
what I love, John, I believe the 14th chapter talks about God bringing all things back to our remembrance. But we have to have the courage to ask Holy Spirit to bring it up so he can bring it out because it's where we store how angry we are with God. God, why did you allow this to happen to me? Why was I the one that was touched or molested or violated? Why was I the one that was abandoned or rejected? Why was I the one, you know, like all these different things. And then what happens is um, it, it goes back to him being the breaker and him having the ability to chisel at the hardness of heart because 90% of our being packed is because the Bible says, guard your heart with all of your diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. In our attempt to guard our heart, we usually enclose and encapsulate our heart, i.e., hardness of heart, i.e., bitterness, i.e., those things we suppress and don't deal with and then have the unmitigated gall to approach God with a hard heart and expect him to respond. But we are that stiff-necked people he talks about. Right. And and a lot of that stems from pride. I don't need you to lower my life. I got it. God, but you cannot be Lord. And whether or not we know that that's how we're living, that's why it's important not to be in relationship with the God of the church, but the God of your salvation. That's why Revelations 2 is so important. You ought to memorize it. And again, it it goes back to Matthew, the 13th chapter, having ears but not hearing, right? (laughs) Having eyes but not seeing. We don't really even realize what we don't know until somebody tells us that that's something we need to pay attention to. We got stuff, y'all. You know, we. I'm fine, just as crazy, almost cussed, just as off and bitter and angry and um, unapproachable, unpleasant to be around and don't even know it, right? That's where Holy Spirit comes in, and that's where repentance comes in. An unrepented heart is impenetrable. You can't get nothing in and you can't get nothing out. But living a life from repentance, it opens you up to so much more. It gives you so much more capacity. You you spend a lot less time being angry and frustrated. You spend so much more time living from abundance, through abundance, because abundance is your portion. But if you are constantly focused on what you don't have, what didn't happen, what you didn't get, who didn't love you, listen, all of that fails and flails when you look at the truth of who God is and has been. It's your responsibility to know who you are in Christ and who you are to him. But you you, you don't know that just by going to church on Sunday. <laughs> if I only talked to, to Tanya at once a year, I wouldn't be able to say, that's my sister's sister. Like, that's my sister's sister. We don't have to talk every day, all day, or Simone or Dee Dee or Sabrina or like whoever I spend close proximity with. Right. So anyway, I hope I hope that answered what you asked, Sabrina. It, it did answer it, and I I thought about the comparison again to the the natural parental relationship, but in a, with an adverse or reverse response because I know that if I had ever approached my mom and was open to her about angry at her or even questioned why she did some of the things she did, 
that would not have worked in my favor. But in the reverse, God actually wants that. He welcomes it. He already knows it. He's just waiting yeah. for us to confess it. And I'm, that just made me so happy that we can come to God, even with our grievances, when they're against him. And he wants us to. Yes. He wants Absolutely. us to the epitome of living and having that intimate, intimacy, intimacy, you see, God yes. relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to, mm-hmm. ah, I love him. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goofy. Yeah, no, but it's a, it's a real thing. But get this, this, this the call part, even, even though we may have a grudge against God, and, and we do um, often, here's, here's the reality. He is still so gracious that he still covers and keeps us. And, and he still makes sure that we have what we need. You may not have everything you want. But his love for us abounds in such a way that everything you need, you still got action at, even when you got the nerve to be mad at him. He's still God. He's still faithful. Amen. Any anybody else? Hey, this is Lisa. Um, I'm thinking about another. Hey, um, great declaration. Um, awesome teach this morning. Thinking about another situation when we're mad at God, not just for the things that have happened to us, but for the things that didn't happen for us. And I know so many people, you talked about it, touched on it a little bit, how we've made people the God of our imagination and how we've made, you know, kind of um, people our God and how we've made, you know, our money, our houses, our, our, our family, our children. I see that so much. Um, so much more important than our God. And when the rubber hits the road and something happens, you know, this God we say we love is no longer that God really necessarily. And we see what's really important to us. So I've seen so many people that have had unanswered prayers that have made them, I won't say secretively, but like um, inwardly mad at God because the person died and we prayed that they wouldn't because the person is still sick and they're still not healed and we're tired of waiting because we didn't get the man or the woman or the job or we lost the job or the house or whatever it is, right? And so those unanswered prayers sometimes because we serve a God that we think is a genie and we think we know what's best for us, we get mad at God when we don't get what we want, not recognizing that he's sovereign in control and he gives us the best and what he knows we need, right? And so then sometimes that little hidden thing, I trust you, but not really. I don't really pray mm-hmm. necessarily because what's the, what's the point? Because you really don't answer prayers necessarily, right? There's something that kind of dies in us, but I'm so grateful that even in that, we show up still to church, we keep going, we keep doing the stuff we're supposed to do because we know we're supposed to, but inwardly, we really don't trust it. Inwardly, we really don't believe because our mm-hmm. faith is not shaken. Right. And our faith has been tried, which is the thing that's supposed to happen to our faith to make it grow. And so I think we don't have a real understanding of how this thing called Christianity and faith and sanctification works. And so learning that and going from faith to faith, I'm so grateful that even in our brokenness, when we don't get what we desire and our hearts are broken, he said a broken and a contrite spirit, he would in no wise cast out. So there's still opportunity and there's always space. If he gave Jezebel space to repent, how much more space mm. would he give us when our heart mm. is been broken? Mm. 
as long as yeah. we're breathing, we got an opportunity to come to him and say, God, I don't understand, but I trust you. It didn't work out how I think, but you're sovereign. You know it all. Yeah. And I trust you. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. I just wanted to bring out that part of it. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good, Lisa. Super good. Good morning. This is Amen. Brianna the Backer. Hey, Brianna the Backer. What it do? Good morning. Um, that morning. was a great declaration. And I just wanted to touch on what um, Lisa was just saying because it's something that God has been dealing with me lately um, in the area of trust. And yesterday I went to a service and um, that's what it was about. It was about trusting God and the parallel to consecrating and how, for me, I understood it that my lack of trust aligns with the area of the lack of wanting to consecrate. So always wanting to be outside, like wanting to run and do everything but what God is telling you to do. And um, as I was meditating on it, it it brought up for me how I've spent so much time idolizing people that when I spent time with those people and they failed me, I treated God in that same way. So I mm. made him put him on the same level as those people who I spent time with, who I went all the way, whatever I did with them or for them and how they failed me. And so it it brought about a fear and I don't want to trust God with all of me because then he may fail me too. So it just brought up that lack of trust because I was really treating him like he's a person and not a heavenly mm-hmm. father. And so learning to trust him outside of that. And the other day, um, maybe it's been about a few days, he kept waking me up at 3.20 in the morning. So one day I heard him say 3.20. And one day I woke up like to get ready for work. And I'm like, I'm, that wasn't me. I didn't just wake up in the morning and imagine hearing myself 3.20. So I looked up with scripture for 3.20, and it took me to Revelation 3.20, which I read 15 through 20, and um, it just says, I know your deeds, that you're neither hot or cold. It talks about being lukewarm and about how in verse 20, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with that person. And it made me instantly repent because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm lukewarm. I'm looking at this scripture and I'm looking up the definition of lukewarm. I'm looking at my life. I'm looking at what I'm saying versus what I'm doing. And it literally made me repent for saying one thing and doing another. And it also, Holy Spirit told me clear as day that I need to choose. If I'm going to trust God, then I have to trust him in everything. I can't teeter-totter and I can't say I'm going to trust him, but these are my actions like they need to align. And so coming into this month of repentance has been, of course, a God set up and very intentional in the way where, um, like many of us, he's given us the opportunity to to have that fresh start, to have the slate wiped clean so that we can repent and then turn and run into him. Um, and so with the repentance and him calling me into this consecration season, it has been, I mean, it's only day three, but it has been absolutely amazing um, just to see how he's working and all the things he is bringing up that I was unaware was seeing. I was unaware that right. I was doing or unaware that I really felt in my heart or even comparing him to people, you know, to people who all are right. always probably going to fail me. And so um, it's just a beautiful thank you. This this declaration was really right on time. Good stuff. I'm super proud of you. Yeah, super duper proud of you. And then I heard somebody uh, perhaps trying to chime in before I say something else. Go ahead. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Um, One of the things that um, I deal with frequently is people 
uh, will call me and say, okay, well, what what am I supposed to do? See, Kim? <laughs> well, how, where do I start? Well, how do I worship? The first thing is use the word of God, access point, and begin to ask God to show you. Listen, Holy Spirit is a whole person. He hears us. He sees us. He understands us. He knows us. But we have to be willing to chase after him. Happen overnight. You gotta build a relationship. It's like any it's like getting to know you, getting to know all about you. It it's literally building a rapport with an unseen God. And as weird as it sounds, the more you spend time in the Word of God, the number one, the more you begin to crave his company. Right? So for me, when um, I can't operate well on extended period of time without talking to him. Um, I can't, I don't operate or function well when I don't spend quality time in worship. I feel the deficit. Right, the deficit begins to impede upon just my day-to-day life. Um, I can tolerate a whole bunch of junk and mess when I haven't spent time in his presence. But the more time I spend in his presence, the more sensitive my ears become, the more guarded I am with my portals, the more guarded I am with my time. If you can just deal with a whole bunch of gossip and junk and mess, I guarantee you, you don't have a steadfast worship life. You don't have to tell me where you are. I can hear it in the fruit of your conversation, right? If all you talking about is a bunch of nothing, um, a bunch of Atlanta housewives and what's going on with Diddy and all the rest of them, I'm telling you, you there's there's a lack of consecration. There's a lack of repentance. Lord, I had to repent for even allowing myself to hear some of the things that I could control. We control what goes in. We control what comes out. It is up to us to make sure that our lives are a complete reflection of his love for us. It's a process, y'all. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you. Um, I want to make a public public uh, service announcement. In case you missed it in the announcements, in case um, you were a little sleepy, in case you got have an altered mind status, it's the third day of January, 2024. I will unction you to um, plant a seed of repentance. Pray, pray over that seed and send your seed. We we say um, we praise them in advance. We give a seed. Um, for the things, thank God that he don't take animals as sacrifices because, honey, it would be, it, we wouldn't have nothing to eat around here. But take this <laughs> time to take a seed, pray over that seed, repent for what you know. If it take you all day and you want to do it at 5 o'clock, but take this time to plant a seed of repentance 
and offer it unto the Lord. And if you do it as repentance, and then thank him in advance for who he is for honoring that repentance seed. So that's in, that was in my spirit. I will do the same, but I just unction you all um, how important it is as a principle to be able to uh, sow seeds and be thankful and honor the Lord with um, your heart. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year, Pastor and family. This is Prosperous. I'm still laying here in the bed enjoying you guys' conversation. I heard when you said a process, it's a process um, really, really strong. Um, Die daily, too. For for me, it was die daily. That's all. Yes. No, that's, and that's, that's key. Listen, because it's it's a matter of dying, and and it's a matter of killing your pride and all the rest of the stuff. And it's not easy, and it's not fun. Um, it's sacrificial, and it's worth it. No doubt, it's worth it. That daily part hit real hard. <laughs> you know, the daily. Yep. It's a daily Every day. dying daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and it's a real thing, right? Amen. Anybody else? Amen. All right. Well, listen, y'all know we ain't going to beat no dead horses around here. Um, I pray that something that I said this morning, that something that was in the comments and the commentary that was said this morning, um, listen, I, I pray that not only you get it, um, but I pray that something happens in you and for you that drives you to the feet of the cross, um, that drives you to a place of living from repentance and not for it. It is super important. All right, guys, if there are no additional questions, comments, and commentary, don't forget, we only got four days left. Um, If you have not secured your space for um, the gala, please do so. I'd love to see as many people as possible. We're going to have a great time. Um, But more than anything, we get to physically see one another. That's the part I'm I'm most excited about. Um, So going once, going twice. All right, guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. We'll meet right back here at 5 p.m. this evening. Um, If not, I'll hear you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Have a great day. I love you too, girlfriend. Have a good day at work. Thank you for sharing. Have a good day. We love you, sweetheart. Happy New Year to you. Love you guys. Love you too.